Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This episode, my guest is author of self-help memoir, Help Me, Marianne Power. Marianne was a fantastic guest. She's really open and honest. And we talked about everything from why hobnobs are a reliable biscuit to extreme networking, the power of walking, and the importance of having a freelance phone buddy. From feast and famine to why you might need to unfollow someone on Instagram, through to how we think freelance accountants cope with the freelance meals, Marianne shares anecdotes and advice to help you on your freelance journey. Welcome, Marianne, to Freelance Feels. <laughs> Thank you. My first interviewee for the I'm podcast. So excited. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit and tell me what your freelance is? Oh, well, I'm Marianne Power and I'm a freelance um, well, journalist originally, writing for papers and mm. magazines. And then I was blogging and um, then I wrote a book. I don't really think you're a freelance author. I was just an author for a bit. And now mm. now I'm sort of in between it all and figuring out what next. And do you like the word freelance? Because I've spoken to some people who sort of said, oh, I'm not freelance. That doesn't work in their industry. I mean, in our industry, uh, as right as it does. Yeah. But does, how does freelance sit for you as a word? Really well. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Because I quite like that it's non-specific, that you can, yeah, I could be almost anything. And yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that as well. Like, I like I like the fact that it uses the word free. Yeah, me too. Because there is something about it. You think, well, yeah, we have chosen a life where yeah we can decide to some extent who we work for and yeah. what we do and when. So yeah, that the freedom, freedom that element. I yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, before we go any further, I need to discuss the biscuits. Yeah. Why have you chosen chocolate? Hot I don't nuts? know. They're just so good, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, um, I'm loving them. And there's something that tastes healthy about them. I think that's true. I don't know. Is it just because it's kind of oaty or something that tastes kind of healthy while also being chocolatey yeah and it's got a good bite to it like that <laughs> they feel wholesome to they me do as well. feel wholesome that's the word like i feel like healthy. i'm getting a sturdy biscuit yes yes like i'm getting good value because there's a good sort of there's a good they're a nice solid they're a reliable biscuit they are yeah <laughs> that kind of makes sense yeah thanks for suggesting the yeah. biscuits because oh. i never think to get them anymore but if you have a packet of biscuits at home when you're freelance oh it's you can't do that sort of thing can you it's goodbye to the biscuits yeah yeah which is why you have to go across the road and pay four pounds for a pastry <laughs> <laughs> then have something in the house because i do that sometimes with big bars of dark chocolate and i think oh that's fine but then i eat the whole yeah mega thing in a day yeah they start calling after breakfast and then after lunch and then it's before dinner and then it's after dinner and yeah you just know they're there they're there yeah this is the freelance challenge it's <laughs> so true so let's sort of talk a bit about your journey because i think we've known each other quite a few years now and i actually reached out to you when you were doing your blog yeah and i think you i can't remember the name of the book you were doing marianne's blog went um tell me if i've summarized this properly um a self-help book every month for a year to the letter so kind of really following to some extremes where you sort of went skydiving and swimming in the ladies' ponds in Hampstead and chatted people up on the tube. and Yeah. But um, one of your books you were following was about reaching out to people whose work you admire. That's right. Yes. So I reached out to you and yeah, I said, yeah. I admire your work. Oh. Thinking, oh my goodness, what on earth will Marianne say? And you were like, hello, <laughs> you sound nice, yes. <laughs> Thank you for admiring this my work. Not- <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, isn't it, how it feels nerve-wracking to do that to someone. But when you're on the receiving end of that, it's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You go, well, you must be a person of excellent taste. <laughs> we should be exactly. friends immediately. And we're all sitting there thinking, oh, that person looks like they're doing really well. No. But and oh, yeah. what will they do if I reach out to them? And actually the person you reach out to thinks, thank goodness someone's exactly. looking at what I'm doing and not thinking it looks terrible. Yeah. Or someone's reading it. Yeah. 
yeah. it's not just out there in the ether. Exactly. Which is sometimes I can feel with blogging, can't it? Yeah, yeah. totally. No, yeah. that's what I've realised as well since the blog and the book and everything. How important it is if you do like someone to write an email or a message, mm. even if you never get a reply, it just means a lot. Every time you get a message like that, it really means a lot, especially when blogging or when you're starting off a new project. Yeah. All the encouragement really helps, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. That you, to make you think, okay, I'm not mad here, and this is yeah. of some help to people or yeah even entertainment or and then you like really casually you were working at this morning at the time yes and then you were like oh you can come on the show if you want like it was no big deal and I was like yes it was brilliant Ruth Langsford <laughs> and then, like, loved you she, did. she really loved you she was like who is this woman who's following the self-help books this is yeah. amazing it was brilliant the way she responded to it, it. She really, yeah. yeah no but it, but that was an opportunity that would never have come my way and I was so grateful for it so that also I think is the way it goes in freelance land if mm. you just do I hate the phrase reach out, but reach out to people. <laughs> yeah. Any other phrases for reach out? Don't anyone yeah. And mm. don't do it necessarily for that sake, because that's when networking gets all a bit icky and like, are you, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, am I using someone then? Or mm. but just, you know, we can all help each other out. And yeah. it's always worth trying to meet people in person as well, because I found those conversations in the pub or it's mm. over coffee or, yeah, you never yeah. know what comes out of things. That's so true. Mm. Do you find networking, it's interesting you mentioned networking because it's something I've blogged about a little bit because it, it can bring people genuinely a lot of anxiety. Yeah. How do you feel about networking? You sort of mentioned that it feels I don't quite like vital. the term. Mm. I okay. don't, the term networking to me yeah. sounds like, I just, it's like, for me, it, it like, I imagine like 80s, 80s like people in power suits going, hey, call me. <laughs> that's like Ross in Friends something like that Hi, my name is Ross <laughs> yeah. and I think mm. I don't that's so that because as soon as I start selling myself or I just think that's when I kind of come off weird or get very mm. self-conscious but I do think it's really useful to meet people yeah so I like meeting people and I like talking to people yeah and when I've got the time I try and be helpful to people when I can and that's not in the way of now you do something for me at mm. all it's just nice to be able to connect people together yeah and then I think karma always seems to work that you then are on the receiving end you know of other people's kindness so meeting people and talking to people Mm -hmm. I'm in favor of but networking if like if there was a networking event I would probably not go to it Mm -hmm. because my own like prejudices and anxieties about that and I suppose it's quite hard to be natural in those sorts of circumstances definitely yeah because you kind of think am I meant to be helping you am I supposed to be selling something to you are we just allowed to talk about work or am I allowed to talk about something else like I don't really know how it works and going takes huge courage so maybe that's the way like if it's if you do feel like you need to meet more people to set that as a challenge is just to go there and literally if you hate it you walk out within five minutes but just to get in the room because then I might be all wrong with my prejudices you know it could be that you go there and you meet someone just really funny Mm. and interesting and it opens up a whole world have you ever been to a networking event and it's had a not life-changing moment for your freelancing perhaps a changing moment where you thought thank goodness I did go that might encourage (laughs) people or any funny networking oh the funny networking story which is in my book was that I had a friend so I was doing a dating book um so my book is about the blog which was me following these self-help books and doing everything they told me to do and the idea was I would find out whether I could become this sort of perfect person at the end of the year and one of my books was a dating book called Get the Guy oh yes and he says you should say yes to invitations and so one of them my friend asked me to go to his networking business breakfast that he goes to once a month on a Tuesday in Holborn and you get up at six in the morning and and go there and you kind of got the sticker 
with your name on blue felt tip pen and so at that one he dared me to stand up in front of this room of business people at seven in the morning and ask if anyone wanted to take me on a date so oh that's my what I did. <laughs> that's like networking extreme. I know. That's not just like, can I give you my oh, business card? <laughs> and that's actually literally what I did. I stood up in front of these seated people and said, you don't know me. I'm here with my friend and I'm writing. It was a blog at this point. I'm on this challenge. And so I'm here wondering if anyone would like to take me out on a date. And there was like this sort of silence for, you know, for a few <laughs> seconds. And... And then what? And then, and then it was, then they were just actually so lovely. I think they were shocked because it was so out of the norm mm. for what would normally happen at their business breakfasts. Um, and then the main man who was the chairman is like, lovely. He just went, oh, well, if I wasn't married, I'd take you up on it in a second. And then another man said something similar. And then another woman put her hand up and said, I'm also in the market for dinner. So, so then it just then it became a really lovely yes. human interaction where everyone laughed and actually one guy did take me out for a coffee afterwards and nice. yes but that's my that's my main yeah that's my I main like that networking though, the fact that the woman said that as well yeah and then even asking a question sometimes can lead to and this oh, woman nice. was quite intimidating looking because it's the other thing that I build up stories about other people mm. You know that she's scary, or she's yes. this, and he's that, and rarely it's, it's usually if you're brave enough to go first and blurt out what you're actually thinking or mm. feeling. People are usually not kind of these perfect icy creatures that yes. I make them out to be in my head anyway. Okay. I've written. Let's talk about your journey. Ah, journey. Because <laughs> yeah. the word journey is just like it's X factor, isn't it? But I guess yeah. How do you feel about the word journey? Because <laughs> I remember. And I said this to you on the email as well, didn't we? We sat in a park near Metro when we were both working at Metro Newspaper. And we were sort of, I think you were writing a draft of your book. Yeah, which is taking forever and going really yeah, badly. Yeah, you were sort of, I don't know, you were quite frustrated I with it, I think. I was distraught at that yeah. point. I was knackered and had no money and was putting, I put so much into this project mm. and it just wasn't, I was really, yeah, I was quite depressed at that stage actually. Mm. There was nothing happening. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess you had all these other people looking at your blog, perceiving that you're doing something really fun and cool and following you and almost waiting for the next, what's Marianne going to yeah. do next? And you're like, how am I going to deliver this to these people? But yeah, I remember sitting in that park and to think of us there, mm. wondering those thoughts to now. Yeah. I mean, that is perceivably described as a journey, isn't yeah, it? But yeah, does yeah, journey yeah. feel like, do you feel like you've been on a journey? Does journey feel like a weird word for so that my career? <laughs> well, my, my book opens with mum saying, mm. please don't use the, tell me you don't use the word journey. And I say, I don't. And she said, good. I said I prefer the term spiritual path. <laughs> She's like, Marianne. <laughs> so I don't know about journey, but yeah, like stuff is happening and changing all the time. Mm. And often we don't give ourselves credit for that. So I remember when I was working in newspapers in my 20s and it was, I was working in Dublin at the time and I was working really long hours. My physical health was terrible. My mental health wasn't fantastic either. And my greatest dream in life was to be freelance and have flowers on a desk and a window. Oh. And I actually had a picture that I stuck by this windowless desk that I had in the newspaper office, which was literally a desk and flowers and a window. By the way, we're now sat well, at yeah. a window at a lovely little table with some beautiful pink flowers. Yeah, oh, and, then, and then my other dream was always to have bookshelves, which mm. I've got in this place. And this summer now I've completely downed tools and I'm doing mm. nothing. So now I'm having those real moments of like, wow, look what you've done. Yeah. You really pulled that off in... Good for you. Yeah. 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 Because we forget to praise ourselves, don't we? Yeah. That's such a lovely phrase, dear. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah, you really, you really did do I it. did. Yeah. I played a blinder. Yeah, But it didn't feel like it at the time. At the time, mm. it felt like a slog and the writing of the book. Like The impact of you working so very hard and in depth on it meant that you had a very sellable, desirable product. It works so in the end. to be said for... That's true. ...for the long game in that respect. That's true. People who might be listening are thinking, well, I want to, to, to do a book and I want to just bash something out. I thought I would really bash it out. it over might... Help yeah, some people. Mm. I, I thought as a journalist I would just bash it out and I gave myself two months to do it and mm. I went off to my friend's cottage in Ireland yeah. and came back and it, a, a version of the book was done and I sent it to my agent and I had an agent at this point which was all really exciting. I you know, kept telling everyone I have an agent. The Holy Grail. <laughs> she then sent me 10 pages of very polite agent speak for this is crap. Oh, <laughs> but she was gosh. dead right. It was mm. terrible. It was terrible. It wasn't, it wasn't any good. And then I spent the next year full-time writing and rewriting and then on and off the second year part-time doing more edits. So like mm-hmm. the book that came out is probably like the sixth or seventh rewrite wow. of that book. And there was definitely points when I, I moved back in with my mum, I had no money, I got quite depressed, I wasn't leaving the house. Mm. I felt like such a failure because in my experience things yeah. can just be harder than you think they're going to be and take longer than you think they're going to. Yeah. And yeah, fortunately I just didn't give up on it and then, you know, it really came good in mm. the end. Um, what kind of things did you do to try and help yourself not give up on it? Did you have any kind of oh daily things that you did or was it like sort of I don't know from a daily walk to I walked up ev- a bath what yeah. kind of things helped you get through that real kind of like freelance I guess you were freelance but you were completely I was an unpaid so, freelance yeah, <laughs> you were choosing to sort of work because, on a project yeah, yeah because with journalism there are always deadlines being inflicted mm. on you and so in a way that keeps you focused you know there's always especially with our kind of workers they're usually quite short deadlines of you know you know you need to do that in the next two days yeah. and, and there will be an end to it someone will reply to you saying great job or you'll get no reply or you'll get to do it again but you know where you are. Whereas mm. with a very long project like a book, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if it was any good or not. I didn't know whether it was mm. worth like carrying on or whether I should just rewrite. And what I did is I got caught in this loop of endless rewriting that was much, I didn't need to do as much as I did. But the main things I did, I walked quite obsessively. So when mm. I wasn't working, I was walking. I Brilliant. walked a lot. And What did that bring to you for your um, mental health? It, it got me out of the house because at that point I had no money and I was living with my mum and also yeah just not having money really stops you from being able to yeah. go out and meet friends and Definitely. stuff and I yeah. because it was all taking me so much longer than I expected you know anytime I did go out it'd be like how's the book coming how's the book oh, yeah because everyone read the blog and that was wonderful so that people wanted to know and then I again I felt like such a failure that it was taking so long so the walking got me out of the house I think it also really helps with the circulation of thoughts mm-hmm. there's some when I'm walking it tends to be where sentences kind of pop up and will go around in my head a bit and and then just exercise I think Mm. vaguely helps to keep you keep you kind of head above water um it's one of the main things if people sort of say oh what's like a freelance tip for like keeping yourself yeah I'm like just even just leave the house get out of the house leave the physical confines of the house it doesn't matter if you go running swimming walking yeah crawling yeah god it doesn't matter yeah. just get out of the building yeah you know and i read somewhere as well that or that if you are in that real freelance and sort of you know just a real rut that mm. to to not necessarily say i'm going to the gym or i'm gonna walk four miles get your trainers on literally step out of the door yes like aim really really low yeah because then once you've stepped out of the door mm. there's a very good chance and you know your trainers are on there's a very good chance you're going to keep walking yeah um 
freelancing is really mm. a strange space to get into mm. sometimes isn't it Definitely. when especially if if the work end of things isn't going that well mm-hmm. so yeah. there's not a ton of money to be out and about you feel i felt anyway certainly constantly that like i should always be working until mm. i got it done but actually you need to stop you know i look yeah. back now at that time and with freelance journalism i did this to a point too like it's quite often more important to stop than to keep going mm. like for me after four hours of writing my head is really done yeah but i keep pushing it for another four hours and i do more harm than good mm. so with freelancing as well i hope that going forward i'll have a bit more courage to just stop Yes. And enjoy the rest of the day, whereas I have this huge guilt around, you know, if I'm not working constantly, this, yeah, kind of, mm. some work ethic is great, but not punishing. Like, there's no point yeah. in punishing ourselves, which is a freelancer. Oh, definitely. You, yeah. I just think it's, it's so going it's forward, true. I would hope that I can just do my work and then know when to stop. Mm. What I did do a lot of was this constant waiting for the emails, the replies. Mm. Just leave, you know, that constantly I just check my email I just check my email I just check my email mm. um the constant refreshing and thinking, yeah waiting maybe for people person's replied or... but you can lose six hours yeah can't you easily waiting yeah. to see if someone's going to reply and then imagining all the things that they're thinking as to why they haven't replied you know that's a really stupid idea or oh god yeah. you know like all that nonsense <laughs> it's such a waste of time yeah and time you could be spending doing something either enjoyable or productive yes do you find that you made me think as well of when you're freelance that um you do household tasks and yesterday i went to run some errands and i felt utterly guilty running errands because not as much at the moment i'm so in my in my relaxation mode that but yes i would have done but the other Mm. thing that's happened with the freelance life i think is because we're all kind of gigging all the time and Mm -hmm on contactable all the time even if people aren't contacting you you're hoping they will yeah. there's none like it's almost like we're not allowed to have time that's not work related yeah and you buying a present is that is a probably a better use of time in terms of your overall life happiness in nurturing a friendship than it is yeah staying at home waiting for an email or sending another email or it's very we true. have the balance mm. like i definitely have as a workaholic just really not had the balance in life whereas that's really important and actually when mm. that job is done I think it's really satisfying when yes. I get errands on or when I get like <laughs> shoes fixed and I come back from Timpsons yes. and I've got my sh- then, <laughs> then I'm actually kind of probably will send a couple of good emails because there's like a, mm. I'm in control of my life yeah and work is just one bit of our lives but I've certainly spent too much time thinking work is like 99% of my mm. life and it isn't yeah and it shouldn't it be like that when you're freelance, yeah, freelance definitely yeah. it's this staring at a computer when it's not happening yeah which is what I have done so much of yeah and so with the book I, I did do too much of that but by the end I was like go for a walk go for a walk go for a walk so that would be like I was almost walking around the block like a mad woman because <laughs> yeah. something better will come out of that than me sitting staring at a screen but I um I've got a light flat which I'm grateful mm. for I lived in a basement for one year and it was yes. such an unhappy year because for the year before, before the blog and I think it precipitated the um unhappiness that started mm. the blog but it was under you know it was, it was a lower ground floor and so when I worked at the desk every day I was looking out at a brick wall <gasps> you know through a window at a brick wall and it was then that I realized how much I rely on lights mm. and being able to look at people because I'm kind of pretty good sitting here on my own for hours if I'm if I'm working but I do like to be able to look out and get lights and see the world yeah. in some form Tell me about the lady at the dry cleaners because I love this story. Oh yeah, this is so it's so nice because it's an example of like freelancers almost looking out for each other because I guess the lady at the dry cleaners 
is a freelancer. She's a self-employed. Yeah, unless that's it's true. A chain. She's a, no, no, no. She's it's a business theirs. Woman. I mean, they've had it. So it's established 1978. Yeah. They've had it for years. This so web of freelance that kind of extends to people you wouldn't even consider to true. be self-employed. Actually, that's true. so. I'm. Yeah. I'm. So the, the Chatsworth Road that I'm on is in Hackney, and I have actually. You're right. I hadn't really thought of it like that. For me, being at home on my own a lot during the day, the people in the shops near my flat have become like my colleagues almost mm. that I will drop in and say hello to each of them and buy something or pass the time and um, Chatsworth Cleaners is across the road from me and Sam who's the woman who, who owns it with her husband like we can see each other I can see her from my window and she can see me and we'll wave in the morning but in the morning when she opens up <laughs> she'll come out and she'll look up to me and I'm usually sort of I get going quite early in the mornings and we'll wave um, but last last year, I think it was, I was away for a month and it had been a, a kind of a hardish winter. I'd had colds that never went and was getting quite down. And I'd said that to her a couple of times. And then I vanished for a month. And when I went back into the cleaners, she was like, where have you been? Where have you been? I worried about you. I thought something had happened. I'd just gone off traveling. It had never occurred to me <laughs> to say to her, I'm going to be away. Yeah, because in London, it, it never occurred to me that people no. notice. And it was so lovely that she cared and was worrying. And she said, I know you'd had a hard winter. And so now whenever I'm going away, I'll leave a little card saying I'm away. Because this, you know, with the book, I've been traveling a lot this year. So I mm. will just kind of let her know I'm away for a week this time or yeah. I love and that. So you I never know who's looking out no. and who's noticing. And I guess it's a good lesson in noticing other people as well, true, isn't it? And that's true. Try and make an effort to have mm. the conversations with the people in your local news agents, the local cafe. You yeah. know, I've got a green grocer underneath me, and then there's a health food shop up the way. And even if it is just passing the time of day, sometimes when you've had a day when you haven't spoken to anyone, that's actually enough to again keep your head above water. Mm. Just like because I think that's that's what you do get in offices that you don't get when you work at home alone. When you're in offices, it's that old thing of by the photocopier or in the mm. loos. You just have a kind of bland chit chat with someone. Yeah, it's quite stress relieving. We don't realise it is, but it kind of is. Definitely, yeah. And when you work on your own, it can all get very intense. And quite often, I used to speak to mum at the end of the day, and she's like, "You haven't spoken to anyone today, have you?" And she could hear it in my voice <laughs> mm, yeah. that it kind of just got that flat low. And she said, "Have you been out?" And I'd be like, "No." get out oh it's cold I don't want to go out but you mm. have to get out yeah. you have to and don't if you'd you? been going to work you'd have had to go out yes. to go to the office yeah no matter what the weather was like yeah. or what your mood was like or exactly. and that's the other thing I think if you're somebody who suffers from depression and has that tendency to get low it gets into a really slippy ground mm. where you know for me when I'm getting like that it's I feel so tired that I don't want to do anything and then all the self-doubt sets in that all my work is terrible anyway mm. and it's yeah a tough one to to kind of manage when you're on your own and slipping into that thing so again I'm yeah. lucky that my mum recognizes when I'm guessing mm. like lovely um cafe across um near enough to me that for a while was doing I think twice a year these kind of freelance nights and I didn't mm. go it just felt too self-conscious I thought what am I going to do just go there and it wasn't a journalism free it was just across the board freelancers mm. for exactly for all these reasons that we've talked about that we're all sitting at home in our isolated flats and laptops. And, yeah. Um, do you think you'd go to one now, or would you encourage people to try it? Oh God, yeah. yeah. I was a coward about it, and it's funny, isn't it? Because I've done so many things and been done all sorts of crazy stuff. But with that one, I was yeah, that fear of it being like the school disco and you're standing mm, there not knowing what to disco. do. Oh my God. The school disco looms large. Sucks. Let's talk feast and famine mm. because I think feast and famine is something we've spoken about before. Mm. Yeah. I remember last time we met up, I was in a, a famine stage as it were, and I was beginning to think about setting up freelance fields. 
And I remember you just said to me, it was just so lovely and decisive the way you said it. it went, yes, it'll pass. And I was like, oh! and it was like I was, I'd been given permission mm. to be having a slow couple of months. And you're so right, it, it did pass. So feast and famine, I think, whether you're a journalist, whatever freelance that you are. Yeah. Is that something you ever get used to, do you think? I don't know. I, I used to be so neurotic about it. It's frightening, isn't it? Yeah. When nothing's happening, it's frightening. Yeah, it is, because then it also plays into all your fears that you're no good and that Mm -hmm. this is, and and especially with us in journalism, because there's there's so much sort of death of the industry conversations happening and Mm. all this. Um, But with the the famine stuff, like, I think it was my mum who said this to me, that in farming, there are times when the fields need to be left fallow. So there's times when fields cannot, you know, they have been harvested enough times, they're knackered, they need downtime. And I think it's easy for me to say this at the moment because it won't be like this again in a few months I'll be neurotic but the downtimes, if we can just try and relax into them and mm. enjoy them they always passes doesn't it it always does that you yeah. always get something about trusting isn't it it is about bit. trusting yeah. exactly exactly it is because you sort of think well you remember it once something's happening again hindsight knocks on your door and you go oh yeah I remember why didn't I think of this when I was feeling really worried about yeah. nothing ever happening again and I guess there's practical things you can do in an ideal world you can have your month's worth of money set aside exactly so that you can which is the rent or the mortgage yeah, yeah. for example which um, is where i've been really stupid in the past but yeah because at the moment i've got a financial buffer and it mm-hmm. god it helps with peace of mind it really does yeah. because without that then things do get kind of hairy yeah if you've got rent due in two weeks and you've only just got enough to cover it and not enough to do much else beyond it or yeah no, yeah true. so when the good days are coming in to try and put some aside it's annoying the fact because i know finances are something that you really delved into in your yeah book I'm and not your good blog with as them. well but it's and i read often people sort of saying oh make sure you put this away for your tax and then yeah. i often don't and then i think it looms and oh tax that's yeah. another freelance oh, conversation God, yeah. that's that's not a fun one is it no no, <laughs> no. just no just no <laughs> just taxes yeah. <laughs> we hate tax but then something else that a friend of mine said so i was i have a big tax bill because with um writing a book it was almost four years of earning very very little money and then my earnings come in one year and suddenly mm-hmm. you know it's it's kind of a high tax bracket because the earnings are really condensed instead of being spread out over four years of work it all comes in at once um i was complaining about this to my friend who lives in greece and you know the greek economy as we know is has really struggled and he was talking about how in england almost anything we do is the product of a system that works so Mm. i've been able to sit and write a book because when i was sick there was hospital care I've been able to travel on roads that work. There is no war happening at my door. So, you know, all these factors yes. that have gone into me being able to do what I did. I'd never and think of it I like would that. Ne- but the that's huge amazing. picture of it. The huge yeah. picture of it. The fact that there's such there's been such safety nets, and, and so then since then I now don't resent tax. I, mm. I think God, aren't I even lucky to be in a safe country that functions most of the time? So that would be another bit of. I think I've I've, I've had a few accountants and. They've all been nice, but this one, he really psychologically gets that I Mm -hmm. am a proper stress head about this stuff. And he keeps, he keeps me on quite a tight leash in terms of regular contact. And Mm -hmm. he asked me to do spreadsheets kind of regularly for him with my ingoings and outgoings. So I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm being guided. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like finding a coach, isn't it? Yeah. It's like you've got to have a strong relationship with someone like an accountant because they're seeing the bones of something very personal. Totally. Or you're scared of asking them a dumb question. Yeah. I'm not scared of asking him dumb questions. You because you know yeah. 
because a bit of me always says, oh, you should know this by now, but I don't. So Because <laughs> we're not accountants. So ask. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And lots of accountants are self-employed, so they feel all this stuff probably as well. They probably yeah. think if they've got a question they don't know the answer to, they should have the answer to it because they're the accountant. But yeah, but the, he was, the accountant asks? My, actually, I've had now. this conversation. My have accountant you? says that they have to go, they have to get retrained all the time because... HMRC is always bringing in new legislation and new rules. So he says that a lot of his time is spent reading up on the new regulations, which I guess makes sense. Whenever there's mm. a change in government, there will be a change in policy in some way. And yeah. So okay. he also, he quite often says to me, I don't know, I have to go and find out about that. What is the biggest freelance feel you think you come up against and how do you deal with it? Blooming, blooming, I'm not good enough. Mm. Yeah, the I'm not good enough, this is rubbish, then sending off the email, then it being silence, and then days and weeks of thinking, why haven't they replied? And mm. Yeah, I guess just that chronic insecurity that what you're doing isn't good enough and that there will be no more work ever coming your mm. way. So now with a book that's come out, I get really intimidated when mm. I go to book events or have book meetings or anything. I just think, oh, this is ridiculous, I'm not. And I think that's life, that we have good days and bad days and good days and bad days and you don't ever really get to the situation where you're just untouchable. I yeah. just don't, I really don't know that anyone gets there. So yeah, insecurity would be the yeah. main the main fear. And then also something that I'm really ashamed of is that comparison stuff. Yeah. So you know I've unfollowed people on Instagram who I'm sure are just so lovely but it's because they seem to be doing so much yeah. oh <laughs> and they look God. so gorgeous yeah. while they're doing it and and it was just making me feel crap every day mostly I felt crap that I was so vain and shallow and insecure that I didn't want another woman mm-hmm. to be successful yes that's like I felt really that's ashamed just, well, of it's myself like you don't wish them to be doing what they're doing because you think why am I doing that it was horrible but in the end I did unfollow some people because because it was just making me feel rubbish every day they weren't doing anything wrong like far from it so that comparison business Mm. is like a really insidious crappy thing and this also gets into this whole thing of work being the most important thing about Mm. you and it's not it should be one part about us yeah and that's the other thing with social media that's wonderful and that it can bring us together and you can promote what you're doing and talk about what you're doing. But it also then the flip side is that it becomes like you're this brand, this 24 mm. seven brand ambassador for what you're doing. Yeah. And we should all be having personal lives <laughs> yeah. and private lives that are not just a photo mm. opportunity. Yeah. Well, not we should. It's up to everyone how they live their life. But for me, that's also something I've had to yeah. to watch. And we all know rationally that how things look on Instagram is not how anything really mm. is. But emotionally, I don't feel yeah. that. Well, it's kind of company, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's nice to be able to check it. And, yeah. but, but you go down the rabbit hole and it's an hour and a half later. What's the best piece of advice you could give a freelancer who's listening? And it doesn't have to be work-based. If you have that knot of anxiety or worry about something, do something else. Like yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert, I uh, listened to an interview with her last night and she was talking about gardening. Mm. And oh, just, gardening's a just great doing one. something with your hands that has nothing to do with your brain yeah. and your worldly productivity. Yeah. It is something nourishing and good for the soul. The same as baking, I guess. Mm. I'm not a cook, but that. Houseplants. Are you into houseplants? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're vaguely alive. Have a they're vaguely yeah. alive. No, but for me walking does that or or cleaning sometimes or yeah just making a soup I make soups Mm. but yeah something not productive or work related just do something not I like making soup that's at all possible speak to someone Mm -hmm. pick up the phone and not message because this is the thing with messaging and text messaging yeah Um, I interviewed a a therapist about this because I wrote an article about how to make friends because we're living in the loneliest time ever for Mm. humanity 
and lots of us actually just don't have regular friendships. We, we don't have, know how to make friends no, anymore, do we? No. Exactly. So this article was about that. And she was talking about when every time you exchange messages like WhatsApps or Messenger on Instagram or whatever, she said you are not having human communication or connection there. What you're doing is exchanging information. Mm. And that for humans to calm down, we need contact. And that is either by seeing each other by physically touching each other mm. or at very least hearing somebody's voice like that calms down our system yeah. exchanging messages all day long you might think you're in touch but it is not doing anything for you on a kind of deep human mm. level i so definitely find that with someone. phone calls phone calls are. i remember when i first went freelance again yeah after redundancy and marianne you rang me yeah and sometimes you get that sort of like oh you're seeing someone's phone you think oh something happened whatever and i was like hello and you're like I just wanted to say hi because I know that you're yeah. back at home working and how are you? And I think we talked for like a good hour and a yeah. half. And it's just like And I just had a crappy interview with someone who was yeah. really snooty with so but I remember that in my early freelance days there was mm. I had about two or three buddies that were phone buddies and yeah. we would call each other during the day. Yeah. Um and I it really helps yeah. and I find it funny that we're now in this time where you almost have to schedule phone calls a week in advance. Oh my God. So, so I freak people out by just calling them and they're like, what? And then, then you'll get a message. Like, a text. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Or they don't pick up and then you get a text message saying, uh, what's happening? Um, and I don't, but just to actually hear someone's mm. voice can really break yeah. break a kind of a worry spell that you can be in. It's just so normal then. It makes you feel yeah. like, okay, the rest. Of, I'm in it with the rest of the world. Otherwise, sometimes with freelance, you can feel like you've dropped off the planet. Tell me about morning person i am a morning person yeah i never knew that yeah i am i really am so do you advocate it no because i think you just naturally have whatever tendencies you have Mm. and i get more done from if i'm in proper work mode then it's seven till Mm twelve is when i get my best stuff done after that i should just knock off really and stop Mm. working but i don't out of guilt solid amount of time yeah but out of guilt i keep going and i Mm flog a dead horse and actually I would be so much smarter to step away from my computer and be a free woman from lunchtime yeah because for me like the earlier I can get up the better so for in the real intense book bits I was at some points up at five mm. I just like those really early morning hours my brain seems to so thank you so much um, Marianne for chatting to me for freelance feels um, just so that everybody knows let's go through again how they can reach you reach out to you or find <laughs> out about what, what you've done tell us again sort of your book, your, um, your website, and so on. And thank you so much. You're for welcome. On the You're welcome. Thanks for coming and for bringing the biscuits. Pleasure. Um, so I'm Marianne Power, and my book is called Help Me. And yeah, I think if you look up Marianne Help Me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and everything, you should find me. I have slightly different names on each of them, which is the wrong thing to do. But do you have a preference for how people might find you? Do you like Instagram? Instagram seems to be where yeah. I am the most. Um, so I'm Marianne Power Writer on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. You can find Freelance Feels online at www.freelancefeels.com and on Instagram and Twitter at freelance underscore feels. Please do share and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it.